the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people at Boston, the degenerates, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. Sunday, bloody Sunday styles. The National Football League playoff picture is set. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have lit it up like a split from the back of Snoop Dogg's tour bus uh, this year. Seems like they're breaking records on a weekly basis. The National Football League headquarters did not care. The Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts will be the first playoff game up on Saturday afternoon as the Buffalo Bills lay six and a half points to the Indianapolis Colts. The total 51 and a half and has been bouncing around. It was 52 and a half has come down to 51 and a half. Uh, meanwhile, the Los Angeles Rams um, got their way into the playoffs. They beat Arizona in a battle of a CFL quarterback versus an Alliance League quarterback. And it was advantage Alliance League today as John Walford played pretty good, uh, actually, you know, good enough uh, for the Rams. But, you know, it was a bizarre situation with Kyler Murray on the sideline. He was in, he was out uh, all game. Bizarre situation, but the Los Angeles Rams survive. But they go to the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, lay four and a half points to the Los Angeles Rams in the afternoon game on Saturday afternoon slash evening, depending on where you are. Prime time Saturday night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lay seven and a half points to the Washington football team as Washington gets it done this evening against Philadelphia. New York Giant players, former and um, current, are very upset right now. They've taken to social media to start ripping uh, the Philadelphia Eagles for rolling over, for pulling Jalen Hurts. And essentially, Chris Collinsworth said during the broadcast, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine what the New York Giant players uh, are feeling right now and going through. You can't imagine, Collinsworth? Like, how clueless are you, bro? Like, seriously. Like, uh, you know, uh, G-Shucks, Chris, I get it. Oh, the old G-Shucks. Dude, there's billions of dollars being bet on this crap. Oh, you can't. This is how gamblers feel all the time. And hey, New York Giants. How was that fumble recovery today? What, the old ass recovery? Yeah, good job. I didn't know taking a dump on a football meant you had possession of it. So shut up, New York. You're a six-win team crying going into the last week. Oh, you're crying? Don't worry about what the Eagles did. Should have won more football games at the Meadowlands. Late night anger management class. This is sports rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If sports talk stations were cars, we'd be the one that you drove the wheels off of in high school, cruising for chicks and going to the game on Friday nights, then forgetting where you parked it till Saturday morning and you had to get your buddy to drive you around looking for it. I think I see it, man. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, well, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. 
as we rage in the new year. It's 2021. The wildcard picture is set. There's a lot of stuff to unpack here uh, this evening. Darius Slayton has just tweeted, this is sickening. Um, Golden Tate says, the Eagles hate us more than they hate Washington, and they want Chase Young to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Hashtag my theory. <laughs> the New York Giants really aren't taking this uh, very well. And to me, this is like the most modern, modern person, millennial type of 2020 type of thing to complain about. To blame another team for losing, for not getting you in when you're in the one of the worst divisions in the history of football. Like, really? Like, you want to talk about blaming? Like, you know, the New York Giants right now should have, you know, should be saying, should be tweeting, can't wait till next year. Proud of what we, you know, we came close, proud of what we accomplished. Instead of bitching about the, um, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, listen, I understand the New York Giants' frustration, but the fact of the matter is, if you're a New York Giant player, and this is, this is case in point, I always tell people this, NFL players don't like watch the league and stuff, all right? They're playing at the same time as all these games are going on. NFL players aren't like all sitting at home watching Monday Night Football. You know what I mean? They don't watch a lot of games. They don't know anybody's name. They don't know other coaches' name. They don't even know some of their teammates' names. All right? Like, they don't know as much as people think they do. So, the New York, I'm going to, this is for New York Giant players right now that might be tuning in in the Jersey, New York area, although you're probably all pretty drunk right now. And I'll probably texting to each other and stuff and on Zoom or whatever. <laughs> but I'm going to let you in on a little, uh, you know, I'm going to let you in on something that's not a little secret, actually. All right? In which Doug Peterson didn't just start sucking tonight. It's not like Doug Peterson, like, threw the game tonight. Doug Peterson's been a moron all year long, man. Doug Peterson goes for two when he shouldn't. All right? And then Doug Peterson doesn't go for two when he should. Doug Peterson punts the ball when he should go for it. And when he should um, go for it, you know, he'll punt the ball, except then he'll run a fake punt and he'll go backwards. Uh, like, really. Like, uh, Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson had a nice run. He won his Super Bowl. And I'm not even saying to fire him. But what I am saying to, to you as a New York Giant football player is, Doug Peterson has always been an idiot, all right? It's not like he just became an idiot purposely to screw you tonight. Like, like really. Like, you know, like, it's like Doug Peterson's been doing stupid things all year, all right? He's been doing stupid things uh, all year. And listen, the fact of the matter is Jalen Hurts was struggling, 7 to 20, 72 yards. Listen, I don't care. I bet on Philadelphia plus the points, and I bet on the under in a football game, and both things won, all right? So that's all that matters to me. Um, that's, you know, when, when it's all said and done. But if you're the New York Giants, as I stated, we've seen this over the years in the NBA. I remember years ago, it was Portland and the Lakers. And, you know, Portland needed the game. The Lakers sat everybody and rolled over. And basically, uh, and other teams complained. And it was like, you know what, dude? It's not our problem. Your playoff problem's not our problem. If we want to get a look at Nate Sudfeld, we're going to get a look at Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> like, did they, did they, you know, listen, I would have been, like, really upset if I was the New York Giants, like, earlier in the game, and I was thinking about it, and as somebody that's betting on the game, too, and I have money on Philadelphia, 
Like when they went for like on fourth and goal from like the seven yard line, you knew they weren't going to get it. It's like you could have just kicked the field goal and tied the football game. And I was thinking, you know, you really are just screwing around, aren't you? But then I remembered, I'm like, no, Peterson does stupid things all the time. Like it's not, this isn't new. And number two, I was thinking about the New York Giants doing stupid things over the year, and they did. You know, they kicked field goals, um, you know, when they shouldn't have. Remember on the Monday nighter against Cleveland? They should have just taken the three points, and they kept going for it. So it's hard for Joe Judge. Like, if, you know, listen, Joe Judge hasn't said anything. But if you're you're the Giants, it's hard for you to criticize. It's not like you're an 11-win team here. And it's not like Philadelphia are good. Philadelphia have been screwing up all year long, all right? So it is what it is, and when it's all said and done, Washington get into the playoffs. Yet, as far as the Giants and the Cowboys are concerned, and we're going to get in all these wild card games and point spreads and everything and schedules and all that, but just like I said, there's a lot of stuff to get to. I don't know who the bigger idiot of the year is, actually. All right, like now that the NFL season, let's call it the um, let's call them the uh, the dickwad of the year, essentially. Who's the dickwad of the year in the National Football League? And I've got to say, ultimately, it's kind of a battle. Yet, the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff have to be at the forefront. Like, the fact that there are, like, tens of millions of people who are struggling financially right now, and there are, like, 16 dudes that call themselves Dallas Cowboys coaches are walking around making millions of dollars. Kellen Moore... Kellen Moore turned down the Boise State job over the weekend to be the head coach of Boise State. I wouldn't hire Kellen Moore to be the head coach of a high school football team. All right? And and I'm talking about an estate that, like, high school football sucks. I'm not saying, like, Kellen Moore, like, not even in Texas. I wouldn't hire Kellen Moore to be the offensive coordinator or head coach of a high school football team in Vermont. All right? In Vermont. And let me tell you, High school football in Vermont. Exactly. How many recruits are coming out of the Big V? (laughs) They play good hockey up there. They play good hockey. Like, honestly, like, oh, Kellen Moore. This guy's turning down jobs. Turning down jobs. Like, turning down jobs. You guys clearly, let's just be real, man. You guys all clearly went to some, like, way over-the-top sex party. Like, there's some serious stuff that's going on in those yachts. That's all I'm going to say. All right? Kellen Moore has seen things, like deep things, okay? (laughs) Deep things. And and McCarthy, McCarthy as well. Like, McCarthy as well. Because Jerry Jones doesn't want to admit that he's wrong again, right? You matter, if if Jason Garrett's the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, they're in the playoffs right now. But can you be a bigger tool bag than Mike McCarthy? Can you be be a bigger tool bag than Mike McCarthy? And you look at that football game, like, for the love of God, McCarthy, and Kellen Moore, the play calling is putrid. Like, the play for the talent that the Dallas Cowboys have and the play calling, like, honestly, like, you could take one of these jackass kids that plays professional video sports and he'll be a better OC. I swear to God. That's what Jerry Jones should do. You should really think out of the box, Jerry, all right? Because what you're doing is not working. And you know what's crazy, too? The Cowboys don't challenge a play that wouldn't have counted, that led to a field goal that ended up screwing them. The Cowboys, for whatever reason, don't go for two, and then are trailing by four late in the game. 
What the hell do you care if you are losing 20 to 16 or 20 to 15? Wouldn't you rather be losing 20 to 17? Like the risk reward? Do you understand that, McCarthy? Or is your brain one big fat watermelon? Like, do you understand this, the concept of when to go for two? You know, late in the game, when you were on the six-yard line and you needed a touchdown, you could have just needed to kick a field goal if you would have went for two earlier. Like, can you be a bigger tool bag than Mike McCarthy? Oh, yeah, you can. His name's Kellen Moore. Kellen Clueless Moore. How the hell is this guy like a hot commodity? Hot commodity? Like, the Kellen Moore should be a hot commodity like Ellen DeGeneres posing naked should be. You, I don't hear anyone offering Ellen DeGeneres $100 million to see her naked. Hot commodity. I'm a hotter commodity with Vogue magazine than Kellen Moore is in football. This guy's an idiot. Late night anger management class. This is portrait. I'm not even a cowboy fan and they sickened me. Screwed me. Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backward, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Heehaw episode. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Late Night Anger Management Class. Happy New Year 2021 is here. The National Football League playoffs are here as well. It was a wild uh, day of football. A lot of craziness, uh, fumbles, blown calls. I think that's been the theme of the weekend. And is it just me? Like, you know, when did Clemson? Uh, when did Clemson suck rocks? Anyways, when did Clemson suck? Oh yeah, that was only like a couple of nights ago. But doesn't that feel like it was like so long ago? But we're gonna get to that. But you know, pretty much it started with that crap. When that kid from Clemson got kicked out for drilling the quarterback of Ohio State, in which, to me, that's football. I mean, you ask these kids not to hit them in the head. All right, he didn't hit him in the head. He hit him in the ribs. <laughs> and, well, don't hit him in the ribs. Like, you know, how many times do we see over the weekend? It happened today in the viking Lion game. Not that anybody cares about that game. Uh, but it happened. Kirk Cousins got hit hard, and they called a penalty. You know, that's a new thing. You see this in hockey all the time. Oh, if it's a big body check, it must have been illegal. It's like we've forgotten what the actual damn sport is supposed to be. Over and over and over and over. We just see these stupid penalties uh, called. But the referees are morons. I've lost all faith. I've, all, I've lost all faith in, um, in, in video replay. Like, they don't, it doesn't matter. 
Like, they could review things, and you hear this time and time again. And I've, I swear to God, I heard this like 16 times over the weekend. Well, you know what? You know, kind of does look like uh, they got it wrong, but there's not enough to, you know, there's not enough. There's just not enough, you know, there's not conclusive. Not conclusive. You're just wrong all the time. So, like, you know, listen, the Dallas Cowboys were slow. They should have seen that uh, Pettis didn't catch the ball and it hit the ground, and they should at least at least known. But listen, these guys are morons. Like, like seriously, like I, you know, like all year long, the Dallas Cowboys have had that problem. Oh, they didn't get, they didn't review it in time. They didn't, you know, they didn't get down to the, the to the bench. Like, who's actually in charge of this? Jerry Jones himself? Is Jerry Jones the one like it's actually in charge of this? <laughs> Is he the one that says, yeah, you know what, you guys should review this or not? Like, I, I don't know, like, if the Dallas Cowboys could be a more poorly coached football team. Like, from top to bottom, the Cowboys just blow. Like, they really just do. You know, Zeke Elliott's talking all week about all oh, people doubted us. We're big competitors. You're not big competitors. You rolled over against Dallas. Yeah, you got screwed over, and I don't understand that fumble. I do and I don't. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, there's a still shot of him lying on the ground with the ball, sort of. But really, is that what we're doing now? He fumbled the ball, and the Cowboys came out of the scrum with the ball. And then we're going to go, well, his ass was on top of the ball. And, and, you know, listen, the Cowboys would have screwed it up after anyways. They wouldn't have scored. They wouldn't have scored. So, you know, it is what it is. That's why, like, the Giants shouldn't complain. The Giants, you guys were lucky to win against a crap-ass Cowboys team and with a million, like, horrible calls. And I'll tell you one thing. For a guy that runs the National Football League, Jerry Jones doesn't get a lot of calls. It's the one thing that I will admit about the Dallas Cowboys. They don't get a lot of calls. And, and how about Andy Dalton? How about our main man, Andy D? At least you're a consistent son of a gun. I'll tell you that, Andy. At least you're consistent. What did he do at the end of the game? He marches all the way down the field, gets sacked, and throws an interception. I've told the story of Andy many times, right? That's Andy Dalton. He's a good kid. Like, Andy Dalton's a good guy. He's a good kid. He's a decent quarterback. But for the love of God, like, this guy can't win. Like, like, like honestly... Andy Dalton is the, the kid that, you know, when he's a kid, his parents send him to the store to get some groceries. All right, Andy, you know, we've got a job for you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, see how responsible our young man is. They send Andy to the stores like an eight-year-old, and they tell him to get some milk, some orange juice, some bread. And uh, Andy Dalton successfully gets to the store, successfully pays for it, successfully crosses the street, successfully gets back home. And then when little Andy is walking up the, the steps, boom, there goes the bag of groceries. And then boom, spilt milk and orange juice all over your front steps. I guarantee you, Dalton's parents have a story about how little Andy, when he was a kid, poor kid, like, you know what, he got to the finish line and, uh, you know, he broke his ankle. Like, I don't know, like, there, there's something about Andy Dalton. He's a real good football player in between, like, the, um, 
as long as it's not like inside the 10 yard line and it actually counts. But the Dallas Cowboys sabotage themselves. The Giants sabotage themselves. Yet, I really do believe that if we're talking, like, Adam Gase is bad, all right? But Adam Gase just got fired, number one. Number two, Adam Gase is the coach of the New York Jets, all right? We could go to Vince Lombardi's grave and dig up Vince right now. Put him on the sidelines with the ghost of Bill Walsh. Hell, let's bring Bill Parcells back. All right? I don't care who the coach, it's the Jets. They're going to suck. It's not like the Jets suck because of Adam Gates. The Jets have always sucked. All right? So, it, it that's just, you know. But, like, if you look at the Dallas Cowboys, the amount of talent that they've had, like, what was their excuse? That, oh, what, Ben DiNucci started one game? So what? Like, the Cowboys had no excuse. Yeah, Dak Prescott got hurt. So what? Look at the team that just won a division in Washington. They had a, they had a quarterback that were ordering hookers to hotel rooms in the middle of a pandemic. They got an old man quarterback that had literally 17 surgeries. He's had 17 surgeries in the last year and a half. All right? Like, this guy's had more surgery than Jenna Jameson. And, like, 17 surgeries. And a year. And Jerry Jones, like, nothing but excuses in Dallas. But they're all soft. The coaching staff sucks. The players suck. You're all soft. Andy, you're a nice guy, but you're a big-ass choker. You always have been. And it just, it is what it is. But it's hard to believe. I don't know. Like, so if we're talking about the worst coach in the NFL this year, who's the worst coach in the NFL this year? Who did the worst job? You can't, don't tell me Adam Gase. Adam Gase, the coach of the Jets. You ever seen, look at the Jets roster, all right? Frank Gore's their starting running back. Like, look at the Jets roster, okay? The Jets, like, purposely get rid of every good player that they have all the time. Like, to me, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore did the worst job out of anybody. And, and to be honest, the second biggest tool bag, although it's close and it's hard to believe that we're going to wrap up and we got a lot of stuff to get to tonight, but it's hard to believe that here we are in week week 17, and I want to talk about Bill O'Brien. And it's funny because you got Dallas and Houston, and it's an argument and a good debate. Who's the biggest tool bag between the two of them? And McCarthy for screwing it up as much as he did this year. And Kellen Moore, you're an idiot too. And and that and how about Bill O'Brien? So Bill O'Brien starts off the season by trading DeAndre Hopkins for a beat-up running back and, like, nothing. And so we know how, like, useless Bill O'Brien was as a head coach. So you know that the Houston Texans, they don't own their draft pick. They don't own their draft pick. The Miami Dolphins might have gotten throttled today, but, yeah, get, get this. The Dolphins are already, like, a good young team up and coming. And the Dolphins have the third pick in the draft because Bill O'Brien traded the Houston uh, Texans first-round pick for Larry Tunsil to them. <laughs> like, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. So you traded DeAndre, you traded our best player away for nothing before you left, and now we suck all year, 
because of you. <laughs> and, and now we don't get a draft pick out of this to get better because you traded the first round draft pick to a team that, by the way, is already damn good. And now you're in a Miami Dolphin team that's already good. You're going to have the third pick of the draft this year. Like you, you, you know, you, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. As I stated, I don't know who's a bigger tool bag, McCarthy or O'Brien. It's like a battle. It's like the Lone Star State battle. Not to mention Tom Herman got the axe. All right, and I'm not so sure Sarkeesian's the answer. Like Sarkeesian, like we'll get to this. We get a lot of college talk later, but dude, Sarkeesian's a good play caller, and it's pretty easy to call plays and be a stud with Alabama. It doesn't mean you give him the keys to an entire program. Uh, he never won more than nine games at USC. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get into well, what happened at USC. It's pretty clear that, you know, those problems are in the past. But still, is Sarkeesian some sort of recruiting monster? Like, if you're Texas, like, why don't you just, like, really do it for real? Just offer Urban Meyer, like, $25 million a year. Just shatter the bank. Shatter. Break the bank. Shatter all kinds of records. But it very is it is a very good question. Who's the bigger tool bag? Mike McCarthy or Bill O'Brien? Like who would you want like coaching your team? <laughs> like in a one game one off. It really isn't a fun pick, is it? It's like being told, all right, listen, you're going on a cross country trip and you can only listen to one band, Maroon Five or Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> Which one? It's like, well, neither are really the best pick here, are it? You know, really what, you know. For the record, I guess I would go with, uh, I would go with Matchbox 20. And I would rather have Adam Gase coaching my team than Mike McCarthy or Bill O'Brien. If Adam Gase was the coach of the Cowboys, they're in the playoffs right now. I believe that Mike McCarthy was that bad. Like, how many games did this, this dumbass cost them this year? Bring it. Come on. Admit it. You do your own play-by-play in your head when you play horse. Don't you? <laughs> you do you, bro. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you gotta do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due! He's spinning the ball on his finger! Just take it! Take the ball! That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Dave over MC. The pistol players, the hot players, the people that bust them. Everybody else in between throwing it down as uh, we throw it down Sunday, bloody Sunday uh, style as... Week 17 of the National Football League was pretty much as crazy as uh, we kind of expected. And uh, we have a uh, we have a uh, super wild card weekend. Not just a wild card weekend, but a super wild card uh, weekend coming up uh, next weekend. 
They're calling it the Super Wild uh, Weekend, and it actually is. It actually is a pretty crazy-ass uh, weekend that we have in store next week in the National uh, Football League. So, as I mentioned, a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, the draft uh, the draft order has been set. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, but uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be picking first. There's talk of Urban Meyer. We talked about Urban Meyer with Texas, but Texas are too stupid uh, to do that. They hired uh, Steve Sarkeesian. There is talk about uh, Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I don't, you know, I, I don't have a problem with college coaches, but I don't think Urban Meyer is suited for the National Football League. But the Jags draft first overall. The New York Jets draft second overall. The Miami Dolphins, that's right, the Dolphins have the third pick uh, in the draft. And um, the Atlanta Falcons, the fourth pick. Cincinnati Bengals, the fifth pick. Good job, Cincinnati. You managed to screw up getting that top uh, lineman out of Oregon, uh, Penny Penny Sewell, who's a hell of a football player, and you need some protection for uh, for Joe Burrow. So, you know, there'll be time for the Trevor Lawrence talk, all right? But Trevor Lawrence didn't look very good, uh, did he, against a pretty good Ohio State defense uh, the other night, and Justin Fields looked real good, uh, didn't he? Put it this way, I'm just stating that maybe teams that don't get Trevor Lawrence and get Justin Fields won't uh, feel as bad about it as we originally thought. But let's get into uh, let's get into the schedule uh, right now, as uh, promised. A lot of stuff uh, to get to. The schedule is set, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll. The Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills will be the first team up on Saturday uh, afternoon. And, you know, this game's at 1.05 Eastern time. And normally the first game on Saturday afternoon are the boring, crap-ass teams, right? Normally they're the boring, crap-ass teams, yet this comes down to market size and it comes down to the, the networks themselves um, and, you know, who they have the rights to, which, which conference they have the rights to. So I know Buffalo Bill fans have somewhat taken it personal that they're the two-seed and they're playing the first game. My only deal with this is they're the two seed. You don't get the buy, and yet you get the least rest right now. So not only are you going to buy, you, you're the first game up. You're the first game up. So it's Indianapolis at Buffalo, Saturday at 105 Eastern. At 440 Eastern, Saturday afternoon, the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. Who's going to be the quarterback for the Rams? We don't know. Is Cooper Cup going to be back? We don't know. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Washington are actually the primetime game. And you know the National Football League, like you think the Giant players are upset, you know the National Football League would have preferred the New York Giants in this game than the Washington football team. All right, New York, the largest city um, largest city in the country, largest television market in the country, not to mention the storyline really would have been great. Um, Tom Brady's lost to the New York Giants in two Super Bowls. Uh, before facing Joe Judge, a former Patriot assistant coach, Daniel Jones, the new Eli Manning. Can Daniel Jones pull off the upset against Tom Brady? It is a hell of a lot better storyline than whatever. Alex Smith's got one leg. Ron Rivera, okay, we get it. But that's the, that's the primetime game. That's the primetime game. Tampa Bay because of Tom Brady. And the thing is, everyone hates Tom Brady anyway. It's not like everyone loves Tom Brady. Everybody hates Tom Brady. Yeah, it is what it is. So that's the Saturday uh, slate. And uh, the current point spreads uh, right now. So the Buffalo Bills 
as I said, the Bills have had a great year. All right, better than a great year. It's been an awesome year for the Buffalo Bills. They're setting all kinds of records. The Bills are setting offensive records like every week. And think about how potent and how great some of the past Bills offenses have been over the years, right? So, like, their passing attack is devastating. Devastating. You know, like they, and they signed Kenny Stills just, you know, because why not? Hey, well, let's, get, let's get deeper for a playoff run right now. So, the, but the thing is, it's not like they get a free pass here. It's not like they get a free pass. Of course, it's the Buffalo Bills luck that it's they're hosting a playoff game for the first time in like forever. And of course, it is what it is. Uh, they don't get the bye week. There will be limited fans. I believe it's 7,600 uh, fans will be allowed at the football game. And that will make a difference. Uh, you know, you know they're going to be crazy and they're going to be into it. And it's going to be loud just even for the limited amount of fans. But the Indianapolis Colts aren't an easy out. All right, Frank Reich is a hell of a coach. Former Buffalo Bill quarterback, we should know. And listen, the Bills clearly made the right decision hiring Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. Both came from the Carolina Panther organization. All right, they made it to the Super Bowl and stuff. And they made the right, they made the right decision. But previous to that, the Bills had opportunities to hire Frank Reich. And they didn't want to. They didn't think that Frank Reich was ready yet at the time, right, to, to hire him. And I'm sure that Reich would never say it, but you know that Reich does have a chip on his shoulder a little bit about it, thinking, you know what, guys, I went to four Super Bowls with you guys. Um, I did lead the largest comeback in NFL history for you guys. And, you know, I'm actually a damn good coach who's a hot commodity, yet you guys don't want to talk to me for some reason. Like, the Bills in the past have always sort of shied away from reaching out to former, like, they don't, like, it's not like, oh, you played for us or you're part of the coaching tree that they like to go outside for some reason, for one reason or another. But Phillip Rivers versus Josh Allen, as good as the Indianapolis Colts defense is, they're not going to be able to slow down Buffalo. Buffalo moves the ball on everybody. So Buffalo is going to score. Buffalo is going to score, and can Phillip Rivers keep up? I don't think he can. I don't think he can. I think Buffalo will terrorize Phillip Rivers. And one thing with Phillip Rivers, I, you know, I'm, we're going to find his record here. Phillip Rivers' record when the weather is below freezing. And you know what? It is going to be below freezing in Buffalo in this game. Like, Phillip Rivers struggles. All right, Phillip Rivers uh, struggles. And, all right, here we go. Let's define cold weather. Phillip Rivers isn't a great cold weather quarterback, but he's not guaranteed a disaster like people think. All right, so a cold weather game is defined by 40 degrees or under. Yeah, yeah, but this is going to be 30 degrees and under. This is a little bit different. All right. Rivers... um, all right, so he's not a complete uh, he's not a complete disaster. He's but his quarterback rating is 87 in cold weather. I'm trying to find the win loss record actually, just coming down to uh, just coming down to the actual game. But Philip Rivers has not been. We'll, we're we're going to find. All right, we're we're going to find uh, we're going to find a dent. And I don't care about 40 degrees. 40 degrees isn't cold. All right, 40 degrees is like old lady weather. 
Like, they, you know, like grandmas aren't cold when it's 40 degrees. All right, Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, it's going to be 28, uh, 28 degrees for the record. So it is going to be colder. By Buffalo, yeah, is it really cold? Is it brutally cold? No. Like, you know, and that's not even football cold, 28 degrees, but Phillip River struggles with 40 degrees and uh, and under. So it's going to be a little bit cold. Now, the Colts, though, like I said, the Colts, they're not an easy team to deal with. Frank Reich is a great coach, all right? He's a great coach. He's going to have a game plan put together. Jonathan Taylor is really developing into a really good uh, running back. And, yeah, of course he is. You know, of course Jonathan Taylor kills it late because I had this kid on two fantasy teams. And, you know, I'm already eliminated. And then Taylor starts going off. Isn't that always the way? (laughs) Isn't that always the way? So, I don't think this is not a free pass for the Buffalo Bills, but not many, you know, there's a few teams that you could argue are getting an easier game here this weekend, but the Buffalo Bills aren't one of them. Ultimately, though, if you, you know, and it's still early right now, so these aren't official picks, but I think the Bills get it done like 34, 24, 37, 24, 37, 23. You know what I mean? I think the Bills will get into the 30s. And Phillip Rivers will not be able to keep up for for three and a half hours of real time, 60 minutes of football time. Now, we know we know what the Colts are going to do in this game. All right. We know what the Colts are going to do. The Colts are going to look to pound the football and play ball possession. They're going to look to keep uh, Josh Allen and the Bills potent offense off the field. That's what they're going to do. But. It's going to be tough if they fall behind. Like, do you see Phillip Rivers? Look like a good example. Like, when he, anytime the Indianapolis Colts were good this year and they won, it's because they were front-running, front-running. Or they got lucky with the other team screwing up late. Phillip Rivers wasn't terrible, but, like, what happened against Pittsburgh? They blew the lead. Phillip Rivers, they got the ball at midfield. What happens? Phillip Rivers throws an interception. Let's be real. Phillip Rivers is Andy Dalton. And I, I saw a stat, you know, I think Phillip Rivers is now fifth all-time or fourth all-time passing yards or something stupid like that. I don't like, you know, I saw, is he a Hall of Famer? Is Phillip Rivers a Hall of Famer? Yeah. And you hear, you know, you hear the conviction in my voice when I say that, right? The problem is Phillip Rivers is thrown for like a gazillion yards and everyone ahead of him is in the Hall of Fame, and people, like, behind him are in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, like, like Dan Fouts never won, right? Dan Fouts threw for a million yards. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's guys, it's hard to say that he's not, even though, is Phillip Rivers a Hall of Famer? No. Like, was is Phillip Rivers ever been one of the greatest quarterbacks to play? That's, like, the definition. He's been one of the very good. He's been one of the very good, but he hasn't been great. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. People like him. He's a raw, raw guy, and he's got 22 kids and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, But he's never been great, great. You know what I mean? He's been good. He's never even been to a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, the the big wins are few and far between. The fact of the matter is he's been a problem in a lot of these big games, and I don't see him going into Buffalo and winning. Like, if if Indianapolis are going to win this game – 
Jonathan Taylor's going to have to run for like 218 yards, and Josh Allen's going to have to throw like three interceptions, man. Phillip Rivers is not going to outgun this, this offense in Buffalo. Especially in Buffalo. If this game was at Indy indoors, it'd be a difference. But like I said, it's going to be cold. I mean, people, like, I'm looking up Phillip Rivers' cold-weather stats, and you know through the week we'll find more of them. But I'm looking up Phillip Rivers' cold-weather stats, and he sucks when it's 40 degrees or worse. It's going to be 28 degrees. Like, it's cold, cold for Phillip Rivers. Dude, like, dude played in California forever and plays in a dome now. Give me the, give me the Buffalo Bills. Late-night anger match for class continues. Since you were a little kid, you've always loved sports. So have we. One of us. One of us. One of us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sunday, bloody Sunday. We're gonna run through. We'll run through all the uh, the point spreads. Ian Cameron, aka Bob Bano, is gonna step up and in and uh, join us a little bit uh, later on. Level three styles. Of course, we kick it for 180 minutes, and don't forget, uh, we're gonna be kicking it on Sirius XM satellite radio starting later in the week. Uh, the evolution of the resolution continues. The Sports Grid Media Takeover uh, continues. Uh, we look forward to launching on uh, SiriusXM. And, of course, some great synergy going on uh, here uh, this week as uh, we return to SiriusXM. And, of course, we've had great times in the past uh, on SiriusXM, some great memories. So we're returning to SiriusXM. Um, and our first show will be Thursday night. It'll be Thursday night on uh, SiriusXM Channel 204, so Thursday night at midnight, but Wednesday night at midnight is actually our 19th anniversary. So it's a good way to go in. Like we have our 19th anniversary show on Wednesday night, and then boom, we roll into uh, we roll into Sirius XM on Thursday night. But for all you radio affiliates that are tuning in right now, everything will remain the same uh, for you. We're just adding uh, Sirius to the rotation. Uh, we're going to have a lot of football to talk about uh, throughout the week. Uh, we focused in on the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts so far. We're going to get to all the games. Buffalo are laying six and a half. The total is 51 and a half. Los Angeles Rams plus four and a half against uh, Seattle. And let's not forget, man, Seattle just beat these guys and pretty convincingly just a couple of weeks ago. I'm not so sure what's going to be different. I've, I've supported the Rams. I've backed the Rams. I made money betting on the Rams. And we made money on today's Ram game. But I don't like this spot for them. And I'm surprised the number's not a little bit bigger than it is. 
Seattle, a four and a half, total 42 and a half, kickoff 440 Eastern, Saturday afternoon, following the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills. We're breaking it all down. Sunday, bloody Sunday continues. Bring it. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports Grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.